This show is brought to you by the Deluxe Edition Network. Head over to the Den Dot Show for other great podcasts. You play a good game, boy. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Deluxe Edition, the show where we love to dig deep into classic pop culture. My name is Bill Sebald. With me, as always, Mr. Casey Shearer. How are you, Bill? How are you, Casey? What's new, my man? <laughs> wow. You you just got instantly high. Your eyes just went to instant high mode, like glossy glazed out. I'll tell you what's new. This cartridge. That's what's new. It's fire. It's really good. Who is it? Who made it? It's actually another podcast, the last podcast on the left. We were joking the other day. I sent you a picture. I was like, this is what my goal is for the podcast. We need our own weed cartridges. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's the in thing, man. It's like for a while it was microbrews. Everybody wanted to have their own microbrews. And yeah, now it's like you got to have your own weed. I don't know how you can do a hit like that. I mean, you, you do a hit like that at the beginning of every show. And I don't sense any difference. I would be on the floor. I would be like <laughs> sound asleep, just dozing. You got to get uh, sativa. You know, there's different kinds of weed, right? Well, yeah, but sativa. Then you see all the dancing Grateful Dead bears. That's uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't do this show on that. I'll forget where I'll, I'll lose my place. Like every time. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. I'm a professional, brother. Yeah, you are a professional. I was thinking of you, man. I was watching uh, some new news. Right, I love to watch the uh, the the superhero news. Right, there's a John Cena is making a show. Right. Have you seen the Suicide Squad movie yet? Not the new one, no. So the character in that called Peacemaker that John Cena played is already filming a show. There's already a trailer for the show. So they clearly went in and said, he's going to be awesome in this. Let's start making the show. And then, you know, hoping the movie did at least good enough that, <laughs> you know, it still warrants having a show, you know. But I'm thinking it's like, wow, wrestlers are really having their moment. Knowing how much you love wrestling, it's like, you got The Rock is like one of the biggest stars. This guy's becoming one of the biggest stars. Dave Batista is a huge star. I was just going to say, how about Dave Batista? What do you think of John Cena? Is he like, is he cool? Or where does he stand in, in the world of wrestling? In my world of professional wrestling, I never really saw John Cena wrestle too much. He, he was getting into it as I was getting out of watching professional wrestling back in the day. Uh, now he's in, I mean, he, he was in the WWE, which I ne I don't watch anymore anyway. So I watched AEW, but what, from what I have seen of John Cena's work, I was never a big fan of his in-ring professional wrestling work. It's just didn't do a ton of stuff. But then as I learned more about the, the professional wrestling business is his character was so over, uh, which means you're popular with the fans. He, Actually, you could be over as a heel too. If you get a lot of heat as a bad guy, you know you're you're still over as long as the crowd is. You know, you, all you all you don't want is for the crowd to be silent. You know what I mean? Like if they're booing you, that's great. As long as you're getting a reaction from the crowd, you know what I mean? That's what you want, whether it be negative or positive. You just don't want the crowd to be silent. You know what I mean? So John Cena was over with the crowd. He was always very popular. And as a person, 
I think he is like one of like the nicest, like best people there is in the world. But as a wrestler, I mean, he was never a, you know, I was never a fan of his in-ring work, but I've seen some of his like acting like in commercials and stuff like that. And just, I think he was on Saturday night live a few times. He's, he's fucking good. Well, was he like that? When he was a wrestler, did he have the same persona? Because he's very much like, yes, sir, I have a perfect diction. I speak perfectly well. You know, is that I don't I can't see that being his wrestling character. I'm going to body slam you, Jake the Snake. <laughs> like I said, I'm not really sure because I didn't really see too much of his in-ring work. Like I didn't see too many of his uh I I just didn't watch a ton of his stuff, so I I wouldn't be able to tell you. All right, I'll let you off the hook. He's got a face like an anvil, you know? <laughs> Man, that guy's like, he, he's pure metal. Yeah, but like as far as, uh, I think I think I read something where he has done more for, what's the charity, the, the children's charity, the cancer, the uh, Make-A-Wish, the Make-A-Wish okay. Foundation. I think he has done more for the Make-A-Wish Foundation than any other human in the world like ever which is incredible i mean to to be able to do that uh, i i don't know yeah well he uh he made a hulu movie i, I i'm not a big hulu guy I'm, I'm still like you know i don't think my age group is totally cut it you know we're not we're still gonna cut the cord one day we just haven't done it yet but hulu is a thing I'm trying to get used to hulu a little and i'm kind of looking around I'm like it's nothing here i like it's all boring shit but then they had this movie and it was called vacation friends with john cena i was like all right i got hulu was movies i guess i'll watch a hulu movie man it was funny he was hysterical in it like he it was a killer movie and i i say to people say hey you ever seen vacation friends and i go never heard of it like it's a great brand new funny john cena movie hulu's got some great stuff they have a show right now with uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Yes, that's they, good. They that's started, great. They started True Crime podcast. They're all fans of a of a true crime podcast, and then a murder happens in their building, yeah. and then they start a podcast about the the mur- only murders in their building. I think that's what the name of the show and their their podcast is called. But uh, that's that's a good show, and that's a Hulu original. All right, you got me there. I forgot about that. I did. I did binge that pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you think of Dave Batista? Because it seems like this guy has a little bit of a an ego. Like, I, I guess somebody asked him, like, you know, do you compare yourself to the other, you know, wrestlers who are becoming actors? And I guess he, he kind of gave him a little bit of a dig. Like, uh, no, I don't really think uh, The Rock's a very good actor. Like, I, does he think he's a very good actor? <laughs> you know, Dave Batista is the same character in every single movie. And he's shitting on other people. It's like, all right, are you? You're not going to be winning any uh, any Oscars anytime soon, there, Dave Batista. I really like Dave, though. I think he's he was a good wrestler, and I love his character. Like, and it he might play the same character and everything, but it's good. It's like that dry sense of humor that you know he does have a, a bit of an ego, but I like it. Sure. Actors have worked like that forever. Harrison Ford has been the same character in every damn movie he's ever done. You know, <laughs> the the, uh, the Wahlberg guy, uh, what's his damn name? Marky Mark. Marky same, Mark. 
same character every time. He's never played it. Bruce Willis has never been a different character. He's only the Bruce Willis character. So, yeah, it works. Schwarzenegger has never tried anything outside of just beating people up that I can think of. So, man, I was able to check out a – I'm just totally changing uh, topics. I was thinking about what was new. Also, with me, I just did something kind of cool, man. I went to my first fucking concert since pandemic. Really? And I saw – yeah, man. I saw Lucas Nelson, The Promise of the Real, and we interviewed their bass player, Corey. That's great. I was was able to check it out. So that was kind of weird, going to my first concert. It was like, all right. And where were those friends? It was at the – I think it's called Union Transfer in Philly, which is a place I'm not familiar with, even though I'm – you know, it used to spend a ton of time in Philly. So it's, uh, if you know where the electric factory is or was, I'm telling you, man, I don't know what's in Philly anymore. It's uh, it was right around there. So it was a really nice area. It was a great place to see a show. It was, it was a great time. The audience was awesome. Some people were in masks. Some were moving on. Nobody was fighting about it. Felt like old times. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I was just, I was at, actually at union transfer before it was a cool place. I believe it used to be a train station. If I remember correctly, from doing a little research, uh, did you get to talk to the band at all? No, they had uh, COVID precautions up. Nobody got to talk to anybody. Sure. I sent Corey a little note, said, hey, I'm here. And he left me on scene, Corey. <laughs> hey, man, dude, I've been around their their shows. We both know Kevin. I uh, believe that's who you went with. Yeah, soul, shout out to Kevin Brett, Soul Imagery. When when it's show day, dude, they they have so much shit going on, like it's it's insane. It's hard. It's really hard to get any time with them at all during a show day. I would have been honored to get a couple seconds. I wasn't expecting anything. Yeah, I'm thinking too. Uh, Warrant, you know, we talked to Joey Allen from Warrant, so he's he, they. I saw they have tour dates next year, so they're going to be around my area now that you're not here anymore. I have to call it my area not our area so yeah they're they're coming around too so i've already got tickets for a, a show in february in in uh jim thorpe to see warrant very cool live music man very cool yeah and you yeah. and i we're gonna be heading up to uh connecticut very soon for the premiere of uh the movie i'm in for 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> Roseblood, the friday the 13th fan film sequel of part seven that's gonna be pretty cool yeah, very cool. Very excited for that. All right. Well, let's move on to our next segment, Casey. Calling it Mistakes. All this right. segment's just called Mistakes. Okay. <laughs> so we talked about it before this. We're like, man, we fuck up a lot on this show. <laughs> and we're like, do you remember the fuck ups that you make? Yeah, I kind of remember some. It's like I they go out and I'm kind of like, oh, I fucked up there and Sometimes I'll put a little note like on the video. It'll be like, I fucked up here. Then I'm like, if they're listening to it, they're not going to know that I know I fucked up. But like, can you remember all of our fuck ups? We we, we have to have a segment like they do in the news. Just want to make a correction that last week's broadcast, I said this and I just want to let you know it is not this. It is that. So we, we should, you know, we should do the same thing. I think we should really clarify what we meant to say. All right. My favorite one has stuck with me since you said it. And I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, God, I think Casey fucked up. We were talking about Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> we were talking about Louis, uh, 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 Louis Dreyfus. Uh, uh, yeah. Julia Louise Dreyfus. Ju- Julia, we're talking about Julia Louis Dreyfus. And you must've thought it was who? 
I thought it was, and what confused me is that they they are both in that movie. I was thinking of Julia Lewis, Juliet Lewis, Julia, Juliet Lewis. <laughs> yes, she, does, she's a punk drummer, a punk band. All right, is she? She's a drummer, a guitar. I don't know what is she. I think she's just a singer, singer, guitar player, and. Uh, but what threw me off is she's she's in that movie also. She's what in. Movie? She remember we were talking about Christmas Vacation, right? Oh, okay. She's in Christmas Vacation also, right? So that's what threw me off. Juliet Lewis was more featured in Christmas Vacation, right? Yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus was just a cameo. All right. Oh my god! But I left that that episode going. That's really cool. I think he said she's a punk drummer. I'm like she listened to like Black Flag or Ramones. Like what punk is she into? It's all right. I was we had an episode where we were talking about Adam Sandler and he was in a a Judd Apatow movie, and uh, I was like absolutely sure I knew exactly what it was. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, the movie's comedians. Yeah, don't you know the movie comedians? It's funny people. Like I was like, yeah, it's comedians. I was so sure. And then when 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 I I thought about it the other day, I said, oh no. Damn it. Was that, do I got that wrong? Yeah. I go and I look it up. I'm like, I got it wrong. But that was like eight episodes ago. What do I do now? <laughs> well, what, what we have to tell people is that you should go and watch the video because while we're editing this, we will realize that we made the mistake and we'll put it in the video. Like, oops, like for that Juliet Louise, for the Juliet Louise, uh, or for the Julia Louise Dreyfus thing, I put in the video. I put a picture of Juliet Lewis and I was like, not, not Julia Louise Dreyfus. <laughs> right. So if you're only listening to us, you just think we're total assholes and don't know what we're talking about. But if you watch us, you think we're, we're less stupid. Right. You think we're less stupid. If you watch us, please watch us. Stop listening to us. <laughs> watch us because we get a second chance to fix our shit. I remember, I think I took this one out. I don't even know if this one made it in. I remember getting into it with you and, and talking about Tubi, right? You're like, yeah, you can watch it on Tubi. I'm like, Tubi, they're practically out of business. Tubi, Tubi. And you're like, what are you talking about? I heard they were gone. I heard they were like totally out of business. And and they're huge. Tubi dude, is huge. Tubi is so awesome, dude. I'm not kidding. Whenever I can't find a movie, it's like, would you like to watch on Tubi? I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Tubi lately. They have so much stuff. Yeah, it's like the the channel made for our our show. It's got all the dumb shit we like. I think Tubi might even have Beastmaster Two. Really? Which we I just talked to Mark. I think it might. I I'm not sure. But uh, speaking of mistakes, that leads me into this is a, a really long comment. I'm going to paraphrase it. But this guy, uh, AIC Dragon, says uh, that you were wrong about the Beastmaster 2 having less budget. He says that when they do things on Earth, that it actually is more cost, that it costs more when they do shit like that because of like, they have to get permissions and pay for this and pay for that. Where like in the Beastmaster, they can just like go out in the middle of the desert and it was like, there's nothing around. So wait a minute. I, I said that the second one was cheaper than the first one to make. 
I think so, yeah. Oh, and this guy's calling me out on that? Yeah, should I just read some of it? Oh, was this guy at the set? Who's this guy to call me out? Who's this guy who knows more about the production of Beastmaster 2 than me? I don't even know that I said that. I guess I did. I don't know. I must have read it on Wikipedia and thought it was fact. All right. who? What's his name? AIC Dragon. All right, AIC Dragon. I am sorry. Let me just let me just read some of it here for you. Beastmaster is great. Two is awful, and it ignores much of the rig- original. You got your mindset wrong, though, Bill. Setting stuff on Earth did not cut costs for Beastmaster Two. They are location shoots, and actually increases budgetary expenditures. Uh, he mentions Star Trek Four for some reason a lot in this conversation. I don't know if did we talk about Star Trek Four at all? No, but they go to Earth on that too. All right, all right. Uh, so, uh, you think it costs less to shoot on Earth than in the hills in the woods? Mm, no. So, I mean, it goes on and on and on. He, this guy was really into it. Thanks for watching, though, Dragon. We appreciate it. Yeah, I fucked up. Big, big old boner I pulled right there. All right. <laughs> I loaded in some sound effects. One of my favorite fuck ups was uh, so we're we're changing something. We, we've always had this like back and forth of editing, and thank you for putting up with me, Casey. I finally was like, I can't do the back and forth anymore. But we would pass editing job uh, the the editing task back and forth to each other. We fucked up one pretty good, I think, with uh with Jack, right? We're, yeah. we're, we're filming with with Jack O'Halloran, uh, non from Superman, and and his wife calls, and you know they this happens. We're not supposed to really, you know make that into content in my mind, because he probably thinks we're not really going to air something like that. But Casey had the great idea of putting the, the Snoopy. And uh, you told me, you're like, make sure you do it. And I forgot to do it. And then you forgot to do it. And then it went out and Jack just takes a phone call and, and it's, we just air it. Like <laughs> here's Jack taking a phone call. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God, what have we done? You're, I actually got a text from my buddy Kyle, and my buddy Kyle's like, "Dude, that's so great!" Jack just takes a phone call in the middle of the in the middle of. The- <laughs> I was like, "Well, I'm glad you liked it." I was like, "I thought it would have been a little funnier if we would have had the Charlie Brown's teacher in yeah. there." But my heart sank when he told me. I was like, "Here, you want a sound effect? This this is what I heard in my head." No, oh, what did we do? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was my favorite. Oh, I felt like such a dickhead, though. Oh, man. All right. Can you think of any other mistakes that we have to atone for right now? No, they're out there. My buddy Dustin tells me all the time. Oh, good. We we need somebody collecting all of these. So thank you, Dustin. We need to know when we fuck up. Yeah. You got to keep us. Look, we're, our heads are going to get too damn big. You got to keep us leveled, Dustin. Yeah. Thank you, Dustin. I don't think Casey was listening to anything I just said there. He just went, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is, like, out. What, is there somebody texting you? Like, we're doing a show. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm checking my notes. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to give a shout out to Mike Zellner. Mike Zellner uh, threw a comment. He had a really good question from Mark Singer that I completely missed. So sorry about that, Mike. Catch you next time. Why are you being a dickhead fool? Stop 
Yeah, sorry, Mike. Can't help. Casey Casey did his best. We we do our best. We're not professionals. Are we gonna get is that short enough to that we don't get popped on YouTube? I don't even know. Is that an actual song? I just before this show I just went and grabbed shit. I was like, oh, let's see what this is. You guys suck. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, we gotta have that on there. We suck. We we make mistakes. We're just we're just human. Just human, Bill. Just human, man. Well, how about we get into the the meat of our show today? So <laughs> the other day, I sent a note to you, Casey. I go, uh, hey, man, I got a good idea for a show. Let's do a show about movies where there's some kind of killer game, you know, because Squid Game is so big right now. Squid Game. Everybody's talking about Squid Game, Casey. Squid Game. I don't. I haven't seen Squid Game, but I know about Squid Game. So Casey, what do you think? Let's do a show that's kind of inspired by Squid Game. If people are interested, maybe it'll maybe it'll do well in YouTube because people are thinking about Squid Game. Response: What is Squid Game? Well, how how don't you know? How did you not hear Squid Game? You really you didn't pick up. Do you have any idea how big Squid Game is? I know you so well over the last few years. I know how to turn your buttons. Oh, no. Push your buttons. Bullshit. Bullshit. If you don't think I know what Squid Games is. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not buying the shit at all. I'm not buying it. I mean, I haven't seen Squid Games. I don't know where you can find Squid Games, but I have heard of Squid Games. Uh, well, you're you're kind of slightly redeemed. It is a it's one of Netflix's biggest things that they've they've done, and now they're already talking about making sequels. And I'm like, I gotta sit through this thing. But but what I can tell about it, it's it's a game. It's a game where you can die. And I'm like, well, I'm sure there's more to it. I mean, the movie's a huge hit. I hope there's more than that. But I'm like, yeah, that's been you know sort of a trope in a ton of movies. So I was like, you know, thinking about what are some of those movies, and that's our. That's our topic for today. So I asked Casey to come up with five. I actually came up with a bunch. I picked five that I think might have the most chance of being a, oh, yeah, I remember that kind of movie. Were you able to get five as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I <laughs> I actually got more, too. I put some on my list here that they sound like they're going to be movies like that, but they're not. <laughs> All right. So wait, you once again totally fucking up the game. So you decided that you're gonna you're gonna put movies on that have killer titles, but actually aren't about what? What'd you do? No, I have a list of five movies that have games of death in them. Uh-huh. But I also have some movies that would lead you to believe they have games of death in them, but they don't. Man. What could this be? I can't wait to see what you come up with. All right. Who goes first? Go ahead, bud. All right. I'm going to start with probably the most obvious on my list. Have you seen the movie Running Man? He's already doing the hands. He's already doing it. I knew you were you were probably going to do it first. So I was like, whoever gets this first. <laughs> like this one's so obvious that it's on the list, but it's so important because it's it's like the biggest movie. Was there a bigger movie on your list than Running Man? No, I have actually the most notes about that movie. Yeah. Here's what I got about Running Man. So it was directed by Paul Michael Glazer. Paul Michael Glazer was, uh, he played uh, Starsky and Starsky and Hutch. Really? Yeah. So, you know, he made movies too. 
Um, it was a it was a, a a take. It was a rewritten screenplay based on a story of Stephen King when Stephen King was using that. I don't even know if he still uses that alternate name. Remember, he had an alias, Bachman, Richard Bachman. Yeah, if you look up Richard Bachman as an author, that's Stephen King. He was writing under that different name. Huh. So, Running Man is a Stephen King movie. Get the fuck out of here! No, I'm telling you the truth. So, who was in Running Man? Of course, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold. Right? He was great in it. Uh, Jesse Ventura, right? Another wrestler turned yeah. actor. Man, yeah. it, 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 it's your time to shine, man. Former wrestler, you better become an actor next. Um, who else was it? I remember like Dweezil Zappa was suddenly in it for a minute. Like, hey, there's Dweezil Zappa for some reason. Yeah, you know what? I saw his name on the on the list. What is, what is he? What character is he in in the movie? Gun dude number eight. He just oh. shows up like at the end of the movie when they're all you know kind of coming together. They're like, we got to take down the game. We're the the militia that's been forming oh, okay. who secretly hate this game and want to take it down. And we're going to align with you, Schwarzenegger. He's, he's just like, standing there with a gun. He's like one of the underground. They, I remember they go underground and there's like a, a whole militia down there. He's one of those guys. Yeah. He just right. stands there holding the gun. Gotcha. He's like, I'm in the movie. Gotcha. That was a great one. Remember it, it had, um, it also had, uh, Richard Dawson in it. Richard Dawson was was the Family Feud host forever in the eighties. Um, he was on Hogan's Heroes. Did you ever watch that? I never watched Hogan's Heroes, but I I, I know who Richard Dawson is from the Family Feud for sure. Yeah. Well, I thought it was so cool because I used to watch uh, Hogan's Heroes reruns as a kid over the summer break, and you know you'd see that guy young, and then you'd see you know the Family Feud, and there he is old, and he was always kissing the women. Like he would kiss like every woman you know, <laughs> contestant there. I remember thinking that was kind of weird. So when he was in this movie, I was like, that's what a great idea. He already knows how to act, you know, and he's, you know, he's a game show host. It's the perfect role for him. Just watched it the other day uh, on the plane. I thought it was so great seeing him as the game show host. And he actually goes over to a woman in the crowd and kisses her on the cheek. <laughs> I wonder if that was a play on his habit of doing that. It had to be. It had to be. He had to be self-aware that people were talking about how he always does that. Can't do that now. Can't no, do that in 2020. Uh, what year is this? 2021? Yeah. All right, man. What do you got? Well, no, let's yeah, let's talk a little bit more about I have more to say about Running Man since it's both of our it's on both of our lists, so let's both share what we have of Running Man. Fair. Go for it. All right, so uh another another Mick Fleetwood is in it. Mick Fleetwood is in it. Earl here's a good one for you. Erland Van Lindith de Jude as Dynamo. Do you remember this guy? Yeah. The real big heavy set ball guy. Yeah. He was also in the movie Stir Crazy. Yeah. Do you remember this? No, I don't remember him in Stir Crazy. With Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, yeah. He's in the prison. And no, everybody's every, everybody's afraid of him. And Watching Running Man the other day, I was like, man, that guy seems really familiar. And then there's a part as Dynamo where he's he's singing. He's like an opera singer. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, that I remember that guy singing. That is the guy from Stir Crazy. And then I looked it up. And here he was an actual opera singer. 
So wait a minute. You're telling me in Stir Crazy they had him opera singing. In Running Man they had him opera singing. <laughs> They're like, so do you have any skills? I can sing opera. We're going to write it in. Well, where would it fit? How about we just make one of the guys an opera singer for some reason? Yeah. You, you, you can't waste the skill. If the actor comes with a, with a hidden skill, you got to use it. Another Here's another hidden gem for you. You're going to like this one. The one guy, he played Richard Dawson's like bodyguard in the movie. His name was, was Sven in the movie. His name, his real name is Sven Ol Thorson. He was actually in Mallrats as LaFours. Remember LaFours? He was the, the uh, security guard. The security guard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I see it now. I remember. Uh, there's actually another professional wrestler in it also, Professor Tora Tanaka. He was, uh, professors, he was Sub-Zero. Was he in wrestling? I think he was just Tora Tanaka. Tora Tanaka. Okay. Yeah. I'm not familiar with him. No, he's all, he's an old school guy. He's actually passed away. Uh, so then Kurt Fuller's in that movie. Kurt Fuller always plays a good dick. Uh, look him up. Also, if you, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to see a good dick, <laughs> please take Casey's advice and look him up. Kurt Fuller. Uh, getting through this real quick. Sorry. Sorry, who do I think I am? Fred from the Howard Stern Show? Some of Arnold's greatest one-liners. You know, in Arnold's movies, he's always got the one-liners. Uses I'll be back in this one. Uh, Another one, he throws a guy off off of something. He goes, here, let me give you a lift. Throws him (laughs) off. So great. Uh, Buzzsaw, the one character in it, gets cut in half. He cuts him in half with one of his saws. The girl that's in it, Amber, Amber comes up. What happened to Buzzsaw? He had to split. <laughs> good, good, good. So great. All right. That's it on uh, Running Man. Definitely check it out. Great, great movie. Do you want to hit with me with another one or are you yeah, going gonna... to? I'll go into mine. All right. Uh, just watched some of it today, actually. It's. Uh, not sure. I didn't get too much info on it. I think it's from 2000. It's called Battle Royale. Have you heard of this one? Yeah. So it didn't make my list because I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. Okay. Yeah. I watched most of it today. I have about an hour to go. So 42 ninth graders are sent to a deserted island. They are given a map, food, and various weapons. An explosive collar is fitted around their neck, and if they break any rules, the collar explodes. Their mission is to kill each other and be the last one standing. Uh, it's Japanese film. So if you watch it on Prime, you can get it dubbed like the old Japanese movies, which is makes it a thousand times better because it's like the, the voice actors, they're just so over the top. And uh, it's it's really good. It's gory and it's brutal. And to think that they made it in 2000, I know there's like some gory movies and shit that they make now and everything, but it's 
it was really good from what I've seen so far. All right. Yeah. It's on my list. And I was, I was actually my uh, girlfriend's nephew, Andy, he's 14 and he tells me about these movies and it's like, I don't know if you should be watching this stuff, <laughs> but yeah. America's funny, man. We, we're okay with, with all the violence in the world, but any nudity on screen and everyone loses their mind. It's so right. crazy. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of the ultra violent stuff being shown to kids that young. So the, uh, I asked him the, why do they pick this? Cause this guy comes into the classroom, just picks their picks this ninth grade class and sends these 42 kids to this Island. And I guess they do it once a year. And it's just this, this group of kids are the worst kids in the school. So they're just thinning them out. Oh, well, you know, I can get behind that. Yeah, it was good. I'm going to actually, when we're finished here, I'm going to finish watching it. We should do that in America. <laughs> hey, I have nothing against, I, I would watch Running Man. <laughs> we're As a society, we're getting pretty close to having our own real Running Man show. It's coming. Casey, have you ever seen Death Row Game Show? Death Row Game Show. Yes. Have you ever heard of this movie? I want to. All right. Death Row Game Show. It's a comedy from 1987. It's just one of those movies that I don't know how I found it. It's a VHS movie for me, meaning I, I saw it once late night. Prism, which was a channel we had in Philly or HBO, and I taped it, and I was so happy that I had it because I would watch it all the time. Death Row Game Show. Uh, director's name is Mark Pirro, right? <laughs> just one of them guys that like makes bad movie after bad movie. His next movie was called Curse of the Queer Wolf, and then his next movie was called <laughs> Nudist Comedy of the Dead. Like, can you already kind of see where we're going with Death Row Game Show? We, we, you know, the kind of movie we're, we're talking about here. So it's a horror comedy with like '80s dick jokes and you know, like really kind of fake on the gore. I can't even remember if it had great gore, to be honest with you, but it was just like really funny, like eighties jokes. No, all the jokes you can't do today. It's one of those kind of movies where it's just in such bad taste, but yeah, man, death row game show, Chuck Todens. He's the host of a, is that his name? Did I say right? Chuck Todan, Chodan, Todan. Why, why would they give somebody a hard to, to say name? Bob Smith, Chuck Snowden, the host of a oh, – I did it wrong again. Chuck Todan, the host of a game show featuring death row convicts competing in life or death contests in hopes of cheating the executioner or, at very least, winning some nice prizes for their next of kin. Not surprisingly, Chuck has made more than a few enemies, Casey, from outraged viewers trying to ban his show to families of losing contestants looking for revenge. It's so strange, this movie. <laughs> And it's made in America? Yeah. Oh, I just, like, there were scenes in it that made so, made me laugh so hard. Like, at one point, he's driving a car, and he pulls up next to a street sign. It says, slow, children. He looks to the right, and kids are slow, and they're walking real slow. (laughs) And I'm cracking up. I just think it's the funniest movie I've ever seen. It's jokes like that. And they're all terrible jokes. Death Row Game Show. I don't know where you find it. Good luck looking for it. That's probably one of those ones that if you find it on VHS, it's worth so much money because they pro- it probably never made it past VHS. Yeah. 
there's a there's a scene where he has a dream and you know it's you know, the 80s movies where they do like dream montages and like things blend in and out and it just i remember the guy in chuck todan's character i'm afraid of no one he would just say that i'm afraid of no one and i would run around the house and go i'm afraid of no one and my, what are you talking about my mom thought i was an idiot like ah, it's this movie that I watch. I can't get this out of my head. I'm afraid of no one. I'm afraid of no one. That should be a. I'm gonna have to find it. That's gonna be my goal for the next episode to find that and turn that into a, a sound clip for the show. I'm afraid of no one. All right, Gazy, what do you got? What's next? All right, my next one is Death Race, two thousand and fifty. You mm. thought I was going to say Death, Ra- Death Race 2000, mm-hmm. but I switched it up. Which I didn't know if you do about. So that was – I'm going to break the format here because that's on my list. So interesting. You did know about it. You went with one of the remakes or is it an unofficial sequel? What do you got? Tell me what that is. Death Race 2050 is a direct sequel – to Death Race 2000, the Roger Corman movie. Yeah. Now, they made three other movies completely separate to the Corman movies. Death Race 2000, I'm not, uh, and then, or Death Race, Death Race 1, 2, and 3. But right. they really, I don't think, I think they got away from a lot of the stuff that Corman had envisioned for his movies. So, Death Race 2050 was uh, released January 17th, 2017. And if you told me they made this movie in 1990, I would believe you. This movie, I cannot believe that they made a movie like this. Why? Just the things that they do in this movie. It's You're going to talk about Death Race 2000. This movie is just like that. But with CGI. Wow, man. I had no idea this movie exists. Yeah. So it was uh, Manu Bennett, Malcolm McDowell is in it, Marcy Miller, Burt Grimstein, a lot of uh, actors and actresses we've never heard of. But uh, I did watch both movies in order. I watched the first Death Race that you're going to talk about in a second, and then this one. And... They explain nothing. They go right into the death race. Uh, they It's now 50 years after the original, if we're going by the timeline of the numbers in the movie, in the title. They're supposed to do this every year. Uh, they say that this is the fifth installment of the death race, which if you go by the movies, it, it would be the fifth movie. But uh, okay. I, but like I said, they they don't the 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 three the Death Race one two and three have nothing to do with these movies, but they yeah. still like kind of added into the time like a wink, yeah, a wink to the fans, right? But it's it, dude, <laughs> fucking amazing. If you enjoyed Death Race two thousand, the original, you're gonna love this one. Wow, I don't know how I don't know about it. I knew about the other three and I saw one of the other three and said, this is terrible. I'm punching out. But all right. So let's talk about the original death race. 
So the, or, well, it's called Death Race 2000. I think one of the remakes was just called Death Race, right? Yeah, de- the remakes were Death Race, Death Race 2, and Death Race 3. Okay. So this movie's made in 1975. So Death Race 2000, the year 2000, you know, that seemed, wow, what, what it'll be like. It's going to be a dystopian wasteland in 2000. So it's like this, 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 uh, there, there's basically a race. It's cannonball run, but with murder, right? These racers have these, these cars and each car is kind of themed and just there's one guy who's got machine guns. There's another guy that's got, uh, a giant survival knife on the front of his car. And they basically drive around in these vehicles. I think there's probably what, eight racers. Yeah. Right. There's a driver and then there's a, a, a co-pilot, right? Somebody who's supposed to be able navigator. to help them. Navigator. Thank you. So they just kind of go. And the goal is to kill people, to kill people with these cars and everybody they kill has a different score. So older people are probably cheaper than younger people. If I remember right. Um, some of the people in town, when they see that the cars are passing through, cause I think it's a, pretty long race, right? It's probably a, you know, a, a, a race through all of America or something. So some people are really into the race and, you know, they're out there cheering and fucking with the cars when they come by. Other people are just hiding, right? So there's scenes like, you know, the cars, you see the car coming down the street and the, the cameras, you know, filming a hospital and all the, the nurses are like rolling out the old people. To like give them as tribute to the cars that are driving by. And then they go and they run behind the wall and they can't wait. They're like, yeah, the car is going to c- come by and kill all the old people. And yay, our favorite drivers get, we're helping our favorite driver get points. Well, the driver comes driving down. He sees what's going on here and he quickly veers to the right and goes behind the wall. And all you see is the nurse is going flying in the air, right? So you kind of leave and you're like, so was that a good move or a bad move? Like, you know, he got more points, but. That was kind of a shitty thing, putting the old people out. Like, I, I don't know who to root for in this movie. It's so bizarre. There's another scene where, like, these three guys are standing there and they're playing chicken with a car that's coming up. One guy gets nervous. and goes, oh, shit, and he chickens out and he jumps into this open manhole. Next guy goes, oh, no, the car's getting closer, jumps into the open manhole as well and closes the manhole. And the third guy gets real close. He's like, okay, I'm ready. He jumps into the manhole and then, oh, shit, he's in it. You know, it's closed. And the car rams him. It's like, that's the kind of humor. It was such a weird movie and and it had sylvester stallone he was the main bad guy his car if i remember right he had the survival knife didn't he like the big rambo survival knife on the front of his car yeah you know who else was in that who i kept wondering why aren't you showing more of him like i don't even know if they ever showed much of him after the first opening scene but martin cove is in that movie yeah he's one of the drivers he's one of the drivers and david carradine is the main star he's frankenstein yeah 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 oh yeah another you brought it up because i just watched both of them back to back where they take out all the old people yeah that day they do it every year euthanasia day yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean this show is fucked up this movie was fucked up i used to watch it all the time I love it. It's probably one of the reasons I love cheesy movies. There's just something fun about watching that movie when when I was young. I was like, it's just so stupid. Yeah, but Great it's fun. Movie, man. Great movie, both of them. Watch Watch twenty twenty fifty tonight. Yeah, you know what? I will now that I know it exists. It's exactly the same movie, but made four years ago. Man, yeah, totally missed it. Yeah, it's going to be grotesque. What else you got? 
How about Game of Death? Do you know this one? Yes. All right. Game of Death is a ninja movie from the 80s. Yes. It's from uh, 1978. This one, I watched this the other day on the plane. Never realized all the stuff behind this movie. We could do an episode just on this movie alone. Really? So, apparently they filmed some of it in 1972. Something happened. I'm not really sure exactly what happened. But then uh, they filmed more of it later after Bruce Lee's death. And they used, at one point, they, well, actually during a lot of points in the movie, they show up of, it's a very, very close up picture of Bruce Lee from a completely different movie. Like they just used found foot, like other footage that they have of Bruce Lee from this movie. Uh, and then there's actually a cardboard cutout one time of Bruce Lee's face over another actor's face. They use a lot of actors that look like Bruce Lee, but then they put big sunglasses on his face and like also use shadows. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is in it, and they actually – he was actually, I think, pissed from what I read that they were using the original footage with Bruce Lee and that – Something I forget exactly the story. Don't quote me on this, but the footage that you see in the movie of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar lookalike. Who looks like him? <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> but it's crazy. Like the whole the whole thing. And then there's actually like a point which this is huge in in Hollywood right now. The whole thing with Alec Baldwin, the shooting, and all that. And then we know. Uh, years ago, Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son, was shot and killed by a uh, uh, prop gun, you know, with a, a blank. In this movie, in Game of Death, same thing happens. There, there's a guy out to murder Bruce Lee in this movie, and he actually loads a, a bullet, an actual bullet, into one of the guns to shoot Bruce Lee. And then that's another thing, like how they cover up they how they get to use the other actors like he gets shot in the face so then he has plastic surgery to cover like they they put like a a prosthetic beard on his face these people are after his brother and sister and he has to fight like it's in a pagoda you know what a pagoda is from being in reading uh it's a chinese building that has like six stories i believe uh he has to fight like to the top of this because he's trying to get this to this guy that is behind all of it. Who's at the very top of the pagoda. Great movie. I mean, a lot of it, you can tell like they really didn't know what to do with a lot of it. Cause they didn't have Bruce Lee, you know, and the, and some of the fight scenes without him are not great, but always wondered too, why the, why the old karate movies and stuff like that, why they always made the noises that they did. Yeah, that was a Bruce Lee thing. I'm pretty sure he was the guy that started that. And really? Everyone did it. That, yeah, he was the worst at it. Yeah. His, his, some of his sounds are really weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> did that have to be done? Are you like trying to make your opponent laugh and then they kind of fall off their balance because they're giggling at you? I mean, I don't know what that was all about. So Game of Death, yes, it didn't click. But I did actually – Studied that that whole all of his movies, 
I'm embarrassed to say that I forgot that one, but that's him in that yellow jumpsuit, that like yes. really iconic yellow jumpsuit. Yep. Yeah. 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 I remember watching it. It's a train wreck. Yeah. I think I've only seen that one once. So my next movie is also a Bruce Lee movie. It's Enter the Dragon. It's one of my all time favorite movies, right? Because it's, it's, it's a game. It's a big giant Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is a good example. That could be on this list too, but Mortal Kombat is basically Enter the Dragon. Yep. And there's all these people who have gone to this island to to participate in this tournament, this fighting tournament. Uh, one is John Saxon, who I loved from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. He's done other things, but I only really knew him from Nightmare on Elm Street and this. And I think he was supposed to be like the the name. Right? So yeah, he's throwing karate kicks and like he's not good at it <laughs> you know? because now they have Bruce Lee, who is like this great big talent. But they're like, we still need a, you know, we still need a white American to sort of lead this movie, um, which is kind of lame. But that's, you know, the way that they thought back then. But the movie is just remarkable. Watching Bruce Lee's work in that, there's nobody like Bruce Lee. There may never be anybody like Bruce Lee in our in our lifetime. And I think people should really go just watch some YouTube videos on why he was so special. And when you see what he can do, it is just simply amazing. And what I what I I watched, just watched that the other day too. What I thought was cool about that movie is he plays an actor in that movie, right? No, what do you mean? He's he he plays uh, Billy. Isn't his name Billy? Or am I thinking of Game of Death? Oh God, what's his name in? I thought he played an actor, and they're they're filming because I thought that was one of the unique things in the beginning. He's with. Chuck Norris and they're they're filming a fight scene for a movie. You got the wrong movie. You got Chinese connection. Ah, yeah, pretty sure that was Chinese connection with with Chuck Norris because the rumor always was that was a real fight. I don't know if it was true or not. And that had some weird editing. Like at one point they're like, Wee-oo! and he zoom in and out with that sound effect, like uh, you know the thing that Tarantino would do in Pulp Fiction, and he was zooming in and out. You would zoom in on Chuck and zoom out. Zoom in on a yeah. Bruce and then zoom out. And then for some reason, zoom in on a cat. <laughs> zoom out. Like, it was just really weird. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's what you're thinking of. Chinese okay. connection. All right. Well, anyway, I thought that whatever movie that is, I thought it was interesting because how they were showing like the behind the scenes footage of like how they film a fight. But then they were actually trying to get him to fight. You know what I mean? I thought that was the one that you were talking about. Man, this is going to be another episode where we got to fix all our mistakes next time. <laughs> There's the Chinese connection. There is Fist of Fury. Fist of Fury. Is Chuck Norris in that? I don't think so. I think he's only in Chinese connection. What is the way of the dragon? Google, don't you? Uh, don't you fuck with me. The Way of the Dragon has Chuck Norris in it. Okay. But this is listed as an action comedy. What the hell is this thing? <laughs> the Way of the Dragon is a 1972 Hong Kong martial arts action comedy film <laughs> written and directed by Bruce Lee. All right. I, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to do some, some research on Bruce Lee. I think there's. Yeah, let's do a Bruce Lee. Let's do a Bruce Lee episode. I'm forgetting a lot of this. So that, that's a great idea. Coming soon. Coming soon, a very special Bruce Lee episode. What else you got on your list? 
All right. My next episode, which ties me into another story I have for you. This is this will be my last one. Blood Games. Oh, yeah. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's a great movie. Just watched it last night. Uh, an all-girl baseball team beats a group of rowdy rednecks from a small town, and they soon find themselves the prey in a deadly bounty hunt. Now they're playing for their lives. This is with uh, our buddy, Gregory Scott Cummins. He plays Roy. Uh, Ross Hagen, great old cowboy. Uh, was in a ton of old cowboy movies. Uh, Ken Carpenter. A lot of these women were never in a movie again. Our buddy, George Buck Flower. He's in it. You know, Buck's in everything. That he's we- not our buddy. He's, he's dead. We've never met him. <laughs> The guy doesn't know us from anybody. Why'd you say he's our buddy? <laughs> he's made several appearances on our show. <laughs> he left everything to us in his will. Our father, Buck. So this movie, dude, I just met. I, if anyone follows me on social media, they'll know that I just met our guest, Gregory Scott Cummins, out in L.A. when I was recently out there for a work a business trip. Uh, I was texting him while I was watching this movie last night. I was like, dude, there's no way they can make a movie like this today. <laughs> no. And the movie is about baseball, right? It's about a baseball game. Greg told me that the people making this movie were from another country. I believe he said they might have been Israeli. And he said they had no knowledge of the game of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> So you hit a ball with a stick. <laughs> yeah, you've never heard of this? Like he said, they no. had no concept of strikes or balls or anything. Like uh-huh. he said that all the baseball that you see in that movie that he, ha- he, that he had to teach like the writers and directors of that movie, the game of baseball. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just assume baseball was everywhere. I thought everybody knew baseball. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, great movie. Uh, it's from 1990. You can check it out on uh, – there's a great company out called Vinegar Syndrome. If you go onto their website, they have a lot of movies that you will not ever find anywhere else. They, I don't know where they get them or how they do it, but they make these movies and put them on uh, Blu-ray. Uh, great movie, man. I love it. I love that you get to hang out with these guys. Like, you know, who was the other one you hung out with? Um Robert Ray Schaefer. Yeah, yeah. You just, you know, like, hey, Robert, thanks for being on our show. Listen, I'm in your town. You know, I say, uh, hey, Corey, I'm here for your show. I, you know, ghosted. You say, hey, uh, Gregory Scott Cummins, I, I would love to hang out with you. I say, hey, Andre Gower, you're in town for Monster Mania. You're like, you're literally five minutes down the street. No response. Ghost. What, what, what do I got to do? <laughs> I don't what do I gotta know. do to get people to like me like they like you? I don't know. Yeah, the awesome dude. That was so cool, man. Got to meet Greg. We went to Arts Deli on uh, Ventura Boulevard. I had a pastrami Reuben. Fucking awesome, dude. You like Reubens? Uh, don't really know that I know Reubens. That's the uh, that's a sandwich. Yeah, yeah you got the sauerkraut on it. Sauerkraut mm-hmm. meat. No, I guess I could say I'm not a fan of the Reuben since I don't know what the fuck a Reuben is. I, yeah, it's just like lunch meat, I thought. Yeah, I guess not. Oh, my God. 
A Reuben, yeah. Like, we say it has sauerkraut on it. Yeah. Right. That's a no. good sandwich. Never had a, a fucking Reuben. Hey. Yeah, yeah, buddy. All right. You know what my last uh, movie is? Give it to me. 1983's Matthew Broderick movie, War Games. You remember that one? Nope. So 1983, I'm, I guess I'm eight, right? This movie comes out and it's about hacking. Like computers are, sometimes we think like computers are really new. Nah, man, we had movies about computers in the 80s and hacking and all that shit. So Matthew Broderick's looking for a video game online and he accidentally hacks into the government and he hacks into this like supercomputer and he thinks he's playing a game and it's called a turtle total nuclear war or whatever the hell it's called. And he's played it and he's accidentally like running a, uh, an actual like, uh, like system where he's launching the nukes. So now it's a big race. He's got to let people know what he's done. He's got to get and say, we're just a bunch of kids. We accidentally launched the nukes. There's a guy named Dabney Coleman in it. Do you remember Dabney Coleman? Great actor. Dabney. Dabney. Great actor. How do you get a name like Dabney? Dabney. You know anybody named Dabney? I don't. But, I mean, if I was Dabney Coleman, I would... Wouldn't give a shit. He's a fucking great actor. I would say, go fuck yourself. My name is Dabney. Dabney, you should really change it to something else. Like Chuck. No, I'm going to stay Dabney. Should I call you Dab for short? Yes, you should. He's, maybe yeah. he was the one that fucking... He invented the Dab. He Well, listen. He's the best. Is he still alive? No. Because he's got to be on show. No. God, he was great. He Now, that's a face from the 80s. Dabney. You know what else was in it? Ali Sheedy was in it too. She was pretty awesome. Well, I can correct her. <laughs> you already found a correction? He was born January 3rd, 1932, and he is currently 89 years old. Dabney is 89. Dabney. Alive oh, and well. Well, I don't, I don't know about well, but he's alive. We, we want to see if he wants to be on our show? Of course. I'll I just have one question. I mean, who named you Dabney? Where did you get it? That's a silly question. His parents gave him the fucking name, Bill. Wouldn't that be funny? It's like he gets on, he thinks we're going to talk about movies. It's just like, yeah, so could you tell us a little about your name, Dabney? Yeah, my parents gave it to me. Thanks. Talk All to right. You Everybody, that's Dabney. <laughs> I'd be like, what in the fuck? Wow, Dabney Coleman, he was great. Well, that was it. Uh, there were some other movies that I wrote down, but I thought they were too easy. So I'll, I'll just run through them. Uh, Saw. You like Saw movies? I don't like Saw. No, not at no, all. Me neither. Uh, somebody said The Purge. I haven't seen The Purge. Never seen it. Yeah. Any movie that like leads with, you know, just we're here to murder a bunch of people, murder, 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 without having a monster. It's too real. I don't like yeah. it. Um, Battle Royale is on here. Hunger Games. I didn't really care about the Hunger Games. I watched the first one. Didn't care to see the others. Never saw it. Yeah. Not so into that. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah. Street Fighter. Copy of Mortal Kombat. Actually, what the fuck was Street Fighter about? Was Street Fighter about a tournament? Now that I'm thinking about it, do you remember that awful Street Fighter movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia played, uh, is that his name? Played, uh, Bison. I'm going by the game, and yeah, if if we're going by 
I mean, they made a movie about a game. Yeah, it's a game of fighting. I mean, it's a movie about a death fight. I guess. <laughs> right? I can't remember if I even ever saw it. I was a huge Mortal Kombat and, and Street Fighter fan in the arcade, like played them like crazy. And when they put out the arcade version of Street Fighter, the movie, they copied the idea of, uh, you know, what Mortal Kombat was doing. Mortal Kombat was using actual photographs and digitizing them. So they looked like real people doing real moves. So they digitized this Jean-Claude Van Damme and you could control an actual Jean-Claude Van Damme and play the old fashioned Street Fighter sort of mechanics. And it sucked. It was the worst. It was so bad. It was awful. Everything about that movie just tanked. It was just a bad time for Street Fighter. Yeah, I don't remember that game really that much. I, I was more of a Mortal Kombat kid. Yeah. What about Gladiator? I got that on here, but I've never, I've actually never seen Gladiator. Gladiator wasn't, that was just, that was a war movie. That wasn't like a, a game of any sort. That was war. My understanding was they had to battle it out in the arena. Wasn't that sort of the... Oh, yes, Gladiator. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of 300. I apologize. Yeah. Fucking mistakes, man. My man. You got to get it right, man. Got to get it right. <laughs> All right. How about a couple of the ones that uh, that I was talking about that sound like there's going to be... Actually, it's only one. Now that I, <laughs> now that I look at my list, I thought there were more, but it's only one. Deadly games. Yeah, I remember the box for that, but I don't. That could have been a, a soap opera type movie, as far as I remember. What was it? Deadly Games is a movie. Let me just pull up the wiki here. So, Deadly Games is a 1989 horror mystery movie, and Thomas, who's a resourceful child, is left alone with his fragile grandfather on Christmas Eve. Uh, it's basically, I watched this, it was on, you know, I'm a fan of the Joe Bob Briggs show on Shudder. I watched it on there. It's a, it's a Christmas, it's Home Alone. It's Home Alone. Mm. Made in another movie. It's for, I believe it's French, but it's where Home Alone, go. when did Home Alone come out? If, if the guys, if the creators of Home Alone didn't get their idea from this movie, We'll stop this podcast. <laughs> How are we ever going to find out? <laughs> I was the last one on my list was um, I put this on. I was like, this this isn't right. Phantasm. Do you remember the movie Phantasm? There's a there's a there's like six of them, right? Yeah. Remember, he would always say this, right? He would say, "You play a good game, boy." But the game is finished. If I buddy Paul and I would walk around, you play a good game, boy. But I don't think there's a game in there. What's the game? Staying alive? Yeah, I, I guess it's a game. <laughs> the game of life. Never seen them. They're on, actually, they're on Shutter. Joe Bob actually did a Christmas, which, are they Christmas movies? Are they Christmas related in any way? <sighs> Maybe there's snow. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I saw them. The second one was my favorite, but watch one and two for sure. If you go on to Shudder and look on the Joe Bob, it was one of the early uh, like diner dinners of Christmas or something like that. He does a series, and there's like all all the Phantasm movies are on there. Yeah, they're fun movies. They're not bad. I haven't seen them. I will check them out. All right. Well, that wraps up our showcase. All right. Hey, Bill. Don't forget our sponsor, uh, Bear Claw Kitchen. If anyone would like some good granola. 
uh, granola bars. They have honey, all different kinds of stuff. Go to bearclawkitchen.com. You can find the link in our description and use the code DELUXE15 and get 15% off of your entire order. We're also now on the Deluxe Edition Network, Bill. Oh, are we announcing this? Got our own little network, the group of uh, hand-selected shows. So head on over to theden.show, and you can find all of the other shows on our network. What happened to the old network? Don't you got any of those fucking sound effects? (laughs) That's There's no better sound than that. That, That's how that old network. I used to ask you all the time, I'm like, this no phony podcast network seems like the phoniest podcast network I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then I came to find out it was just a chat group. So yeah, you you had a you've you've had a pretty tough last couple of weeks. You've been doing a lot of work. Yeah, and you and you. So both of us have been, but yeah. Well, we're definitely like a bull in a china shop. We went in there. We're like, all right, we just have some ideas to make some changes here, and everybody bailed. Everybody yeah, I, but a couple people. Look, I didn't. I didn't know if we wanted to talk about this at all, but I. I never had any intentions of any of this shit to happen. Uh, I just like we. We were going to start our own network. We were asked to come in and overhaul the network that we were on. People didn't like the changes that we were going to make, so they fucking bailed and fuck them. I don't don't care. So yeah, I like the one guy. Wait a minute, you you want me to promote other people? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the point of being on a network. <laughs> I mean, that's really the only reason. Why would you be on here for any other reason? What? What? It was so phony. Yeah. So I like what you're doing. You're trying to build out a new network. I'm going to assist you. And we got a couple, uh, we got good shows on there. I was listening to, um, well, what, talk about who the shows are, and then I'll yeah, say what yeah. I was doing. So uh, we got Highly Judgmental. They're a uh, NFL. They do NFL and music reviews. Uh, they do week week to week. Last week, they put out two episodes back to back, Thursday and Friday, something like that. Highly Judgmental. Great, great show. Uh, we got Her- The Rant with Herman James, uh, longtime member of the old network. He's been around for a long time. He just gets on there and just rants about his week. Uh, we got Joel Sharp and the Red Horse crew with uh, Horsing Around. Great podcast, man. Those guys are awesome. They talk about uh, everything conspiracies, uh, good stuff. Uh, who else we got, Bill? Highly Judgmental. We got, uh, oh, Hypothetically Great. They all they talk about just hypothetical situations. They have fans and listeners send them in hypothetical situations, and then they, they just talk about how they would hypothetically do those things. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So that's our network. Uh, those are the guys. Those are the shows. So it's a small little uh, hand-picked group right now, but uh, things are looking up. We have a, a couple, uh, couple other ones in the works uh, that – We'll talk about eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that anytime I ever mention anything on the show that hasn't, hasn't happened yet, it jinxes it. So I don't It never happens. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm going to edit it all out. <laughs> Fuck you, Victor Miller. Fuck you, Victor Miller. Hey, did you hear that, uh, that whole fucking Friday the 13th suit is over? I heard it's in the works of being over. Yeah, I'm even more confused than before. So yeah. I don't know what's going on. No idea. Fuck you, Victor Miller. Fuck, fuck everybody who's, who's getting in the way of this shit. 
We Maybe. like Friday the 13th stuff. It's Halloween. It's Halloween tomorrow. And we haven't had a good Friday the 13th in forever. Last week. It was Halloween last week. Oh, that's right. Because we got to edit this thing and put it out. And, you know, <laughs> fuck. I always, I, I revealed behind the curtain. I want a, I want a, a, a high budget Friday the 13th movie. I love the low budget stuff. The, um, not the low budget stuff, the fan film stuff. But I want some major studio stuff too. Yeah. Speaking of fan films, uh, this will be out much before the premiere in Connecticut. We get your tickets November 28th, uh, Branford, Connecticut, the premiere of Roseblood, Friday the 13th fan film by our friend Peter Anthony. Check that out. If you don't make it to Connecticut, if you don't make it to the Jesus Christ, if you don't make it to Connecticut, you can catch it on YouTube on the 29th. It'll be on YouTube on November 29th. But uh, try to go uh, to Branford. There's going to be a lot of cool shit there. Kevin Spiritus, Terry Kaiser, Lar Park Lincoln, everyone from the film, Jason Brooks, Peter Anthony. I'll be there. Bill will be there. I'm going to be there? You'll be there. Oh. oh. I, hope so. I hope you're going to be there. <laughs> I, I booked my room. I'm going to be there. <laughs> Check our sponsor out, Bear Claw Kitchen. Uh, All right. We're, we're, we're like, we're digging deep here. We're like, is there anything else to promote? Uh, uh, I'm watching Titans on DC. Check out Titans. Uh, I had some pretty good ragu spaghetti sauce. I had mushrooms in it. Check out ragu. And this isn't official yet. I'm not sure if I'm going to do this or not, but I'll say it here. I was just in California, and I might do this on our show, on a separate show, but I have a blunt here. It's Packwood's Blunt that I might do a review on. I haven't opened it yet. It's uh, another podcaster that I listen to, Joey Coco Diaz. He has his own brand of weed now, Laughing Gas. And he partnered with this Packwoods company and uh, with his brand of weed, Laughing Gas, Cocoa. Haven't tried it yet. Thinking about doing a YouTube uh, review of this blunt that is wrapped in Keef. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be off this planet for a couple hours there. You're going to be just floating. <laughs> so look for that. I'm not sure if I'm going to do that or not yet. But uh, find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Yeah. And, and leave reviews. Leave reviews, God damn it. Tell us we suck. Just bad reviews. We take bad reviews. I like just the algorithm takes any reviews. Yeah. Write a bad review. Get Bill fired up. He'll talk about you next week. Get me fired up. Say anything. Just do it. Just say something. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is unfair. It's like, you know, the only way to win is to beg for likes and beg for shares. It's the only way to get these algorithms to like you. It's such a pain in the ass. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. That's the way it is. Smash that like button. Yeah. Ring the bell. Make sure to subscribe. 
<laughs> Actually, while we're talking about it, I was going to tell you to do this off the air, but a lot of the shows that I watch on YouTube, when people are saying that, they usually put this stuff at the beginning of the show because a lot of people aren't going to make it to the fucking hour and 13 minutes. But, like, when they talk about that, throw, like, some shit up on the screen. Like, click this button. There's, like, little things that they put up, you know? You're the you're the guy now. You're yeah, the guy. I'm, <laughs> I'm the guy. Casey, I, I just I need to have something I'm producing. I just need to have a steady thing. I just need to, Casey. Uh, I beat Casey of it up. He's like, fine, you just do all the fucking work. I wasn't the intention, but okay. <laughs> Casey, Casey knows how to like shut me up. You're you're pretty good at it now. You're going up. Oh, Bill's Bill's spinning out of control. Here's how I deal with it. Feed the beast. <laughs> And the show that the show that has never been mentioned on this show that I vowed to never speak of again on this show may be coming back, and I may be able to talk about it again. So that's interesting. Yeah, that's tickling our ass with a feather. All right, well, we're running past the hour here, so we usually wrap it up around sixty minutes, but a little long. But thank you for very much, everybody out there for listening. Uh, just like Casey said, check us out in those other places. Help us grow. If you like our show, tell people about us and, uh, you know, tell us what you want to hear. We've got Facebook groups. we got email. we got all of it. We want to know. We want to know. We want to make this your show, too. So thank you so much for checking it out. Deluxe Edition. Find us wherever you find all your other podcasts. Delete those others and just keep us around. Thank you.